and online at LuckyMojo.com. I'm your announcer, Dr. Jeremy of TempleofMiriam.com. And in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Miss Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjureman Ali of ConjuremanConsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we will be joined by a special guest, Lady Muse, from the houseofselfempowerment.com in Victorville, California, bringing us today's topic of removing toxic energy at the waning moon. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of voodoo, conjure, or root work as defined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual voodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who have signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you will be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first let's catch up with our co-hosts, Miss Cat and Conjureman Ali. Hi. <laughs> wow. Well, I tell you what, this has been um, quite a week, and um, we have a lot to catch up on. I just want to say hi to everybody who's been um, <clears throat> following me on Facebook. I apparently have gained a bunch of Facebook friends, and... Um, I've been writing articles for the Mystic Tea Room, my long-standing website on tea leaf reading in um, practice and theory and art. And I, because of this book, The Stranger in the Cup, that I co-wrote with Gregory Lee White, I decided to write a few more pages for the Mystic Tea Room. And um, so if you hop on over to my Facebook page. It's Catherine Ironwood at Facebook. I mean, you know, just look up Catherine Ironwood Facebook. I'm the only Catherine Ironwood. Make sure you get the picture of me in the green dress, not the blue dress. The blue dress is a a page about me that someone created that I don't participate in. The green dress, that's me. And um, you can see the the notes on the upcoming pages. So that's what I've been doing this week. I want to give a shout out to my dear granddaughter, Samantha, who just had her appendix out this morning and is in the recovery room doing well, asking for a photo of her wounds to be posted to Facebook um, and asking for pudding. She got the photo, but the hospital didn't have any pudding. They only had unsweetened applesauce, which was deemed insufficient. So that's what's <laughs> happening here. Things are things are doing pretty well, considering we're under the gun for getting um, products ready at Lucky Mojo for the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. And um, we received a 
giant order from the festival administration in the person of our faithful announcer, Dr. Jeremy Weiss. And we are packaging multiple many things. We are down to having small children packaging things. They're volunteering and getting paid for it. But um, Nicole, Nicole's daughter, Annalie, uh, because there's no more school because of COVID, she has extra time on her hands. There's no babysitters because of COVID. So Annalie comes along to work now, uh, just like it used to be in the 19th and 20th centuries, back in the old days. Um, and so she works, and, and then she naps, and then she plays. I mean, we're not doing child labor here, <laughs> but she's very happy with her work. And so we have seen lovely Annalee bagging snakehead cowries. Um, she declined to bag penis ambulance. So her grandmother, (laughs) her grandmother, Sunny, who was more familiar with penises, her grandmother, Sunny, bagged the penis amulets. And those are going into a a workshop packet um, for a workshop on psychic sex. So things here are quite hot. We have a heat wave. Uh, They're predicting 103 degrees, unlivable temperatures, you know, it's going to be as hot as the planet Mercury. I don't know. It's really awful here. Yeah. They're pre- yep. they're predicting possibly more wildfires because of the hot weather. We're trying to hunker down here. That's it for Forestville. That's our report. And um, and anybody who wants to follow um, our scattered trail can follow us on Facebook at the Lucky Mojo or me, Catherine Ironwood. So how about you, Conjurman Ali? How are things with you? Things are, are going well. The heat wave is real. It's uh, it's intense, and, and the temperatures are, are getting to the point. What's interesting is that I, I, was, I was remarking that the hottest temperatures, like every single year it seems like it, we hit some new record. Yes. So it's, it's, this is, this is a, like... Whenever someone denies climate change or global warming, it's okay. You don't understand the science, fine. Just look at your own life. Just look at your own life experience. We're literally hitting hot temperatures year after year, like breaking record temperatures. So uh, staying staying cool, trying to stay out of it. I've been very busy with uh, uh, readings, finishing them up. My uh, geomancy readings are all booked for September. I have a few... Uh, uh, natal readings or birth chart readings uh, still open, but otherwise just completely booked for for the rest of the month, which is nice, but it also means it's going to be a busy month. Uh, so that's that's really where I've been putting a lot of my kind of focus and attention on getting those out, uh, and they've been quite rewarding. I love doing life readings and and consultations that are about getting people back on their feet. Far more rewarding than any other type of root work and, and consultation in my mind. I mean, I love, I love, you know, I, I want to become, I'm, I want to become famous. I want to become rich. What's in the, what's in store for me? Uh, I'm looking for <laughs> happiness and love and marriage. What's in store for me? That type of, that type of reading is always great because there's an element of, even if things aren't looking good, there's an element of agency to it. That really gets to the heart of what we do as root workers. It's help people feel empowered, take control of their lives, and really start to turn things around. 
uh, and particularly when clients actually listen to you. <laughs> so it's been it's been fun. It's been enjoyable, but mostly just staying out of that heat because it's it really is no joke. And then the 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 kind of extreme weather that is produced in the entirety of the country from massive yeah. storms and massive fires. We really are. I mean, 2020. When they look back and and someone writes the history of 2020, they they need to focus on this like just sense of apocalyptic dread yeah. <laughs> that this year has engendered in so many people. Because if there was a, a a plot writer or a TV writer who was writing 2020, we would have told them to take it easy. They're going too far. It's unbelievable at this point. Well, that's, you know, that's where we're at. <laughs> you know something, Ali? I I hate to say it. I mean, I hate to sound like an old Cassandra here, but um, I predicted this and wrote oh, about really? it. Yeah, back in the late '60s, and I said at the time that I would still be alive when this was happening. And yes, mm-hmm. I am still alive. And um, it's just as bad as I thought it would be. There were a lot Mm -hmm. of people saying, oh, it'll come at the end of the 21st century. No, it's here now. No, no. And um, the question is, literally, how long can humanity survive? Yeah. Well, I mean, we, beginning just a couple months before 2020, uh, a month before 2020, and then the beginning of 2020, again, you and I both reiterated that, the pandemic, social, like social, we called it all. And I remember those people were a little hesitant about believing it. People were like, oh, That's right. yeah, okay, maybe. And it turned out to be, so the Cassandra thing is real. And kudos to you also. I got to point out that just the other day, you remember you were talking about COVID and you said this thing is more, is more than a respiratory thing. It's affecting, yes. the, it's going to affect people's hearts. It's going to affect the blood. There's something else going on mm-hmm. here. you said this mm-hmm. you said this months before this thing became a full-on pandemic well they're just releasing information now that yes. you're seeing that this thing affects people's hearts that covid is not just a respiratory virus right. this thing is right. got all these other consequences that we had never imagined that people are recovering and still having ongoing conditions like a weak heart shortness of breath and mm-hmm. and this is again mm-hmm. it was one of those moments the Cassandra moment where your prediction you you say a prediction and people kind of look at you because it seems so far fetched but the reality right. comes true and then you just kind of right. go told told you so <laughs> and that was and that also both of those predictions that that we have made the one that I made about um the other stuff have came out of astrology. Astrology is the best yep. long-term yep. predictive yeah, science, yeah. in my opinion. That came out of the uh, Mars in Aries um, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, problem. And so, yeah, there is a there is a lot going on um, that really shows why this is happening. I mean, it's pretty yeah. grim. If, you, if you're looking for good astrology news... <laughs> <laughs> Check yeah. in a year from now because this is like this is a this is a literal shitstorm of bad planetary aspects that just keeps on giving. And every once in a yeah. while we'll catch a break. You know, the moon will try and something, and you go, "Oh, the moon will try and yeah. something." I can write a web page; it'll be fun. But that's it. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're we're like we're like you know sticking our heads above the the, the prairie dog holes and hoping we don't get weed whacked because it's pretty yeah. bad out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very yeah. true. It's and really, this month in particular is pretty funky. 
Yeah, it's just it's just awful. It's really awful. So, well, having said that, and I think we're saying it almost every week now, um, <laughs> I, I am shut in a room here because I need to have my door closed, and Nagashiva, who's across the hall from me, has to have his door closed. Otherwise, we get feedback and echo from our um, electronic connections when we're both um, online at the same time. And um, so I am stuck in a room that is turning into a rapidly turning into a torture chamber and um i'm going to beg my dear husband to come in open this freaking door open the window that i can't reach that big window in the back and bring me some ginger too because i'm not hot enough (laughs) (laughs) i need some ginger for my tea um i believe the term um sweating like a stuck pig is about where i'm at right now i i'm I can't believe how hot it is in this room. Holy oh dear. fuck. <laughs> um, you, all of you who are going, so why don't you turn on the AC? Um, we don't have AC. We're out here in the countryside at an old farmhouse. And usually when the when the doors and windows are open, it creates a beautiful updraft and goes right out the, the hall mm-hmm. window. And it's very cool and nice in this house. Yeah. Trees all around well, us, but not. Not and today. Northern California is pretty temperate. So, like, if if it gets hot in Northern California, that really mm-hmm. goes to speak to how hot it actually is. Because it's rain, yeah. right? It's tem- temperate weather up there. Yeah. Um, and Shiva says, it's hotter outside. Okay, then leave the window closed. But for the love of Pete, give me some ginger. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. Oh, and a wet towel. Can you just get me a wet a uh, washcloth, something, anything. <laughs> I'm going to melt here. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, y'all didn't just call to hear us laugh about how bad it is um, and how much work we're doing. We really are working very hard on the festival. Today, she, Shiva gave me an outline for my workshop video, which I've been dreading doing. So um, that was very kind of him. He's a real... Uh, collaborator and helper. So let's uh, say hello to our lovely guest, Lady Muse. How are things in your world, Lady Muse? Welcome, welcome. Hello there, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Well, you know, we are up here in the high desert, and I tell you, it's hotter than Satan's toenails. I mean, I am just... Oh, I know we don't want to keep talking about that, but it, it's it's unbelievable. This heat wave is something else. So we're trying to stay cool while we're working on these these goodies that we have for everyone at the Hoodoo Heritage for the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. I am so excited about the giveaways. Oh my God, I want to box myself. You know, so we are just excited about that, trying to get things uh, uh, organized and taken care of. And I'm very honored and excited to be pre- one of the presenters at the fest. And uh, we got some good videos coming up, some good commercial videos. And we're just been making it do what it do up here in the high desert at House of Self-Empowerment. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, dare I ask, how hot is it? At the house of self You know, Miss Cat, I knew you was gonna ask me that, and I started to look it up because I don't know how hot it is. I have, I'm not going outside. I haven't even looked to see how hot. I just know that when you <laughs> put your feet out there, you put your feet back in. You stick your hands. Well, out is there, it so hot? Is in. it so hot the asphalt yes. is melting? 
<laughs> Man, it's it's hotter than Satan's toenails. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's just. Uh, well, I just got my ginger and a wet washcloth, and I have sent out a request for more wet washcloths and wet towels. This is a trick I learned when I lived in Missouri in the Ozarks with no air conditioning. We'd have heat waves every once in a while, and um, the old timers just said, "Throw a sheet in the bathtub, get it wet, and um, and throw it over yourself. You'll feel much better." And um, the other advice was put a a wet washcloth around the back of your neck so that it touches where your carotid arteries mm. are. Yes, oh, yes. yes, that one's I've heard. And yeah. that's that's how I, yes. yeah, that's, yeah, oh, I'm hydrated all the hell, but I'm, I'm, I'm still, then now I'm, now I'm feeling better. Now I've, I've been, I got the top of my head wet. I got my carotid arteries evaporatingly cool. You are ready <sighs> to go. All is better. Wow. Um, Jeremy this, this said cat, 115 in Las Vegas, yes, that, yes, and that's what I was Angela L. says Victorville is 109. 109, oh, yes, yes. I knew we were in the triple digits. I'm telling I'm trying to hide right now, hide and pack yeah. and hide and pack. Mm-hmm. Well, Tony I. has it good. He's only 69 degrees in Boston. You you must be doing uh, something right, Tony. I and it's only seventy five in <laughs> Seattle where Jeremy is. Forestville is one eleven. Oh. Okay. Well, last I checked, it was one oh three. See, it's been going up. Holy moly. Okay. I don't even know what to say. Well, let's get to our topic. Oh, Miss Athena, she's telling me it's only seventy seven in New York City. You're so privileged. (laughs) I would gladly trade with you right now. Um, 95 in Jacksonville, Florida. Everyone's posting now. 87 in San Diego. Oh, well, you've got it good. You've got that ocean breeze. Um, Mm. Jeremy Weiss says Satan's toenails are 105. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Cat, look at Papa Newt. Oh my God! Papa Newt, Papa Newt says oh. in Omaha, a hundred and three. Yes. Jeez, this is wow. uh, you know I don't oh, even know wow. what to say. Now, of course, five years from now, someone's going to go. Why did they waste so much time talking about that? Folks, bear with us. We're living it. We're in the middle of yeah. it. We, it's unfucking yeah. precedented. Kali Mojo Girl, a hundred and eight. And I don't know wow. where Kalimojo Girl is located, except for she's in California. Um, so California. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, Tony I is glad he, I don't live in Omaha anymore, he says. Mm-hmm. Um, well, all righty, let's get to our topic. Our topic is <laughs> how to get rid of negativity. Um, removing toxic energy at the waning moon. That's our topic. I'd like to talk about this just a little bit before turning um, uh, Lady Muse loose as our lead panelist. Um, Toxic energy is um, a term that's fairly modern. We might call it negativity, negative vibes, um, bad vibes, bad juju. There's a lot of words that can use to describe this. But one thing it is not generally is a curse. Toxic energy is being around negative people who always say things to bring you down, 
being around people who are trying to involve you in gossip and trouble, the shanhara, bad gossip. Um, toxic energy can be being around people who themselves are thieves and liars and you know it but you can't turn them in or don't know how or what to do about it. Toxic vibes can be people who don't like you because of your ethnicity, race, skin color, religion, some reason, and just you know throw the whammy at you. Um, it can be um, something that you live with a lot, depending on who you are and what company you keep. It can be something that just every once in a while you get hit with it. You know, you, you go out shopping and someone just slams mm-hmm. you with their negative vibe. So we need to know how to remove toxic energy. Now, the waning moon is the other half of this equation. You can remove toxic energy, oh, you know, any day of the week, I'm sure. But the waning moon is a very good time to do so because as the moon wanes, whatever you call will wane, wither, and waste Mm -hmm. away. And so we do a lot of work with astrology, with the moon, with the days of the weeks, which are the planets. And so the waning moon is a very good time to get rid of that which is negative in our lives. Now, the uh, growing moon or waxing moon we use often to bring in good things, more money, more love, more happiness, more health. But we can use the waning moon to remove the antithesis of a good thing, like remove poverty. But mm-hmm. that takes a little thought. You know, you gotta you got to double think that to get there. More natural is to use the waning moon to remove negative things. The people who trashed you, the people who were um, rude to you, the the dark and dirty vibe when you hang around that person who you think is abusing OxyContin, all that stuff, mm-hmm. right, that, that is building up, that's not a curse. That's what we're talking about. Now, I'm going to turn this over to Lady Muse. Well, I want to further discuss how to recognize toxic energy because a lot of us, um, we... We don't, you know, we don't like to, um, I would say, own what we see. We don't like to believe what Mm -hmm. we see, and sometimes it's staring us right in the face. So now the dictionary describes toxic, let's look at that first, as a poison that can cause death or serious debilitation. There are many people that live in toxic environments. Well, would one, what would one consider a toxic environment, Lady Muse? What is it, a toxic environment? A toxic environment are conditions in which destroys your inner man. These conditions will suppress your spirit and oppress your mind. In other words, a toxic environment will hinder your growth and development, which is a type of bondage. Now, let's take a look at your life. Take a good look at who and what situation surrounds you. Take a look at your love life, your job, your family, your friends. None of these people or situations should be sucking the life out of you. Headaches, being tired, confusion, feeling sick. Think about who and what you were around. When you allow toxic energy to attach itself to you, you're doing yourself a disservice. You are cutting yourself short in every way, shape, form, or fashion. Let's look at relationships. It's okay to love and be in love and all that good stuff, but if the person is full of toxic energy, then you got to let them go. As Conjure Man would say, let them go. 
Now, mm-hmm. I'm not telling everybody to run out there and get a divorce just because you have a disagreement or a personality clash. Most toxic relationships, listen closely, have some sort of abuse involved, mental, emotional, or physical. No one should frustrate you so bad that you want to give up on life. Keep in mind that toxic individuals are not the creator God. So why give them that much power over you? As much as I love to see couples stay together and help bring couples back together, there are some cases that toxic, unhealthy situations and that are not good. And unless that energy is destroyed, it can and will mentally and sometimes physically harm one or both parties involved. Therefore, in these cases, it is time to what? Cut, clear, heal, and move forward. Toxic environments can also be your surroundings of negative family and friends. Everything that comes out their mouth is negative, just like Ms. Kat said. Even their sweat can be negative. <laughs> when it comes to negative family, you can love them from a distance. Be there for them in emergency situations and keep them uplifted in prayer. It's called long-handled spoon. As far as toxic friends, why even have them around? If you lessen your time with these type of people, then you will see a positive shift in your life. Now, on the job, if your boss is running you into the ground, not paying you what you're worth, being disrespectful all the time and putting so much pressure on you to where you are having anxiety attacks, Red flag, red flag, find another job. Start a business. Do something other than sit there in that toxic environment and wither away. Your health is more important than that job. Now, keep in mind that the energy you put out is what you get back. If you are taking in toxic energy all the time, eventually you will start to radiate that same type of energy. Before you know it, your hopes, your dreams, and your life will all be destroyed by that poison. Now, on our list of toxic conduits, we must also examine ourselves. Yeah, we can't leave ourselves out of it. Sometimes we indulge in toxic behavior patterns and often be in denial of the problem until something detrimental happens, okay? So we need to put that in check. Now, on the spiritual level, let us not forget that toxic people love to sling toxic roots, okay? They have nothing better to do with their lives and are usually very miserable people. They will mask themselves, listen closely, by creating havoc in your life. Remember, misery loves company. So keep your guardians on watch so that you can steer clear of these individuals. Keep yourself protected so that these individuals will always be exposed and their root work against you will be nullified. Ms. Kat, Contraman? All right. Well, let's let Ollie pitch in on this. Yeah, what's interesting here is that we, we use the word energy, and so people assume, oh, this must be a modern thing. Oh, you know, this, this, is, this is new age, or this came out in the 21st century. But the reality is that even if they didn't use the word energy, the idea of toxic people, parasitic people, is right there in the old school thought and the old school workings. So this is a very, very much in line with, with Hudu, the understanding that there are some people who have the capacity to bring toxic things into your life. And it is treated, as, as Lady Mead rightly pointed out, and as you pointed out, Kat, as a type of poison. 
a spiritual poison that they can infect you with, and then that has an effect on the rest of your life. Now, sometimes it's deliberate. Sometimes it's active. They're doing it deliberate, and sometimes it's not deliberate. These people are toxic by nature. They have their own spiritual garbage that they're dealing with that they dump on you. We see this kind of reflected in the evil eye concept, right? The evil eye is the same mm-hmm. way. There's certain people that can direct the evil eye, but most people do the evil eye unintentionally. It's a toxic ray, as the ancient writers talk about it, a literal poison ray that is shot out of the eye and affects people. So I always tell clients, uh, a regular regimen of cleansing is very good. Uh, before we get into like actual active removal techniques, just some preventative measures to avoid uh, this guarding your energy, guarding your person, uh, wearing protective amulets, keeping your house protected, uh, taking some sort of regular spiritual hygiene. That doesn't mean you need to do a cleansing bath every day, right? There's this kind of weird... I don't know, there's a sort of almost like a ritualistic component of spiritual baths that have emerged where like you have to do a spiritual bath all the time. Like that's not always the case. There's a million different ways to cleanse yourself. People spritz themselves. People use uh, uh, feathers to clean themselves. Uh, rooster claws, very common where I came from. Uh, so root workers to have it to kind of do lightly scratching. Oh, there's a variety of egg cleansing. All sorts of ways that you can kind of regularly keep yourself clean that you can do once mm-hmm. a month or so or keep yourself guarded. Because preventative measures are going to go a long way. Once that person is in your life, though, that's when you need to take immediate action. And the waning moon can offer you a great deal there to cut that toxicity out of your life. Yeah, you know, this this is a really good point, that having some good defenses before it happens is really important. Now, we're talking about cleansing at the waning of the moon. But after that, don't go forth naked like a little naked mole rat. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, put on put on your armor and, uh, and make sure that it doesn't happen to you again. And amulets are the most traditional um, form yeah. of protection against this. Spiritual armor in the form of prayer, uh, mantra, whatever you want to call it, um, affirmations will also help. But amulets are kind of the grounded, grounding version of keeping it from coming back. So mm-hmm. uh, let's go to the next uh, part here. Um, when we're going to get rid of toxic energy, we have to distinguish, and there's been some conversation in the chat already, between those who um, cast this pall of dim, dark dreariness around them intentionally and those who mm-hmm. do it unintentionally. In, um, yeah. in, in uh, Al Cap's Little Abner comics, there was a guy named Mr. Blifstrick, it was an unpronounceable name, um, who wherever he went, um, he, he had a, a cloud of doom over him. And yeah. um, that, that happens. There are people like that. Generally, they are a bit depressed. They're not doing it necessarily to be evil to others. Just they look on the dark side of life, and they always look on the dark side of life. Now, do you want to throw them out of your life and say, I can't have these people around? Do you want to try to help them? Or do you want to minimize your contact with them? Um, Now, you said, um, Lady Muse, that, you know, time to cut and clear. And in many cases, that's true. 
Get rid of that job that has that horrible boss. Get rid of that friend who's always begging money from you and telling him they have nothing in this world and their life is shit and nothing works. Just get rid of them. I mean, just I mean, politely. Don't kick them to the curb, but just say, you know, I'm sorry, I can't meet you Saturday. I'm, I've got another plan, and just have another plan. Right. But mm-hmm. but there also are people who you have to deal with, whether they're friends or family, right. who are negative like that. What do you recommend doing? And I don't mean so much in terms of um, mental exercises, but in terms of magic. Okay. What would you do in dealing with such a person? I know, just as an example, and kind of start this ball rolling, I would give them a gift that was dressed to lighten their energy. What mm, would you do? Yep. Uh, well, yes, um, that is a good idea to give them a gift. And no, we don't want to just cast them to the side because they have some things going on. Because you know, nobody's perfect. Nobody has a perfect life, and uh, we do have to deal with some people that um, are negative. So you know, um, I do recommend baths to them. I recommend um, um, mattress to uplift their spirit. You know, there are uh, certain uh, sun mattress and moon mattress that goes by your zodiac sign that could really uplift your spirit. You know, certain prayers that they can mm-hmm. do when they wake up every morning, you know, just to get their day started. So these are the things that I try to recommend to them when I run across these types of individuals. You know, but it's very important to try to find out the root of the problem. You know, so, you know, in our line of work, a lot of us are counselors, okay? So we mm-hmm. have to go and into their life to find out where where did this negativity come from? A lot, of, a lot of times people, you know, they've been through things in their childhood that they may need to be healed from, and then that's where that healing anti-anxiety work comes in, you know. So it's, mm-hmm. it's good to learn what the root of the problem is, and then you can kind of go from there and prescribe what's necessary to help bring mm-hmm. them along. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. times they need, sometimes they just need somebody to, to vent to. But when it yeah. comes down to that, as workers, as root workers, we have to make sure that we know how to uh, release that. Once we take mm-hmm. on those things, we have to release that so that it won't become toxic to us and, and mm-hmm. uh, weigh us down. So it's, you know, all, it, it's, it's kind of, I would say, a few steps that we have to take, various steps that we have to take when we're dealing with these types of individuals. I yeah. had a I had a client that was uh, facing one of these situations, um, and this person thought that they were they themselves were cursed that they, something was going on in their life because every time they started a new relationship it would fizzle within a few months just fall mm-hmm. apart for no reason right uh, money mm-hmm. just wasn't sticking around they couldn't figure it out so they came we did a uh, reading I did a, a astrological reading to look to see if there's any affliction no curses there. Nothing going mm-hmm. on there. But what we found mm-hmm. out was there was some stuff going on in the 11th house. Uh, okay, so it's a friend situation. So then we did a, did a horror reading to see, okay, is this a friend thing? Like, is this an outside interference? And the answer came back, yes. It turns out that this person had a friend who was extraordinarily toxic. And what this friend would mm. do is they would come over once a week and complain. And the act mm-hmm. of complaining, they would just suck the energy out of this, my client's life. They didn't even mean to do it, but they would bring it and it would mm-hmm. cause tensions in, the, in her uh, relationships, tensions in her family, tensions in her uh, work life and her money. Just, just the act of speaking that negativity was enough to cause mm-hmm. an issue. So mm-hmm. what we did 
is I taught my client to set up a photo of the of them together from when they were happy, a great moment when they had gone on vacation or something like that. Set this up and then next to it place an egg for one week and every week to replace the egg and then to speak to the photo say so and so. All your complaints you are now going to speak into this egg. This egg will hear you. This egg will see you. This egg will catch mm-hmm. all your negativity and remove it from my life. And once a week to remove the egg off of a property. It turns out, bit by bit, this person would now complain less and less and less and find other ways of dealing with their problems. And my client's life turned around within like a month. So just the act of wow. filtering there can really mm-hmm. turn things around. Once you diagnose it, you can then filter it. Mm-hmm. She couldn't get rid of this person. This person was a lifelong friend, didn't want to right, remove right. her from her life, but she needed to put that filter in. Like, all right, I'm your friend, mm-hmm. but you can't bring this mess into my life. Mm-hmm. So now you, you replace the egg weekly, and, um, of course, you know, uh, you would dispose of the egg um, properly. Yes. Just can, for those listeners who wouldn't know, how would you dispose of the egg? Yeah, I told my client to either take it at a crossroads, uh, off her property, or at a tree, because the tree could absorb it and to crack the egg mm-hmm. there. Um, and she did it, and it became part of her regular spiritual practice, uh, and it really kind of turned around her situation. Yeah, I'm I'm a great one for trees. That's what my grandmother taught me to do: is to throw it at a tree, yep. throw it low throw down, so you don't yeah. leave a mark on the tree bark. It should be an old tree. You should thank the tr- first. You should ask the tree's permission. Then you throw the egg. Yep. Then you thank the tree. And um, so she would kind of throw it where the roots come up, where the trunk just starts. She'd kind of aim for that little place where the mm-hmm. between the roots. Break it right there. I've thrown them at the trunks, leaves a mark, didn't like it. <laughs> I went back to what my grandmother said. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, that's, so a, where the tree that's is a very good one. So that's kind, of a, that's kind of a long-distance limpia or egg cleansing. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. could, um, and what you described, uh, using the egg passively with the photo, it could also be used actively with the photo. You could have mm-hmm. the photo and actually roll the egg on the photo if you wished to. Um, at the AIR website, there's a, a photo that shows an egg, a life-size hen's egg, on a small, I think it's um, an HO scale train layout, and it's about using an egg to cleanse a property at a distance. And we talk about mm-hmm. using a map or a model or a doll's house and cleansing it with mm-hmm. the egg. That's a good way to do it. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it, it, it works well. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to back up a little on this. When you ask okay. that person for a happy photo that Ollie said, you know, you need a happier photo of them, have you ever noticed with some of these unconsciously toxic people, they don't have a happy photo? I yes. mean, literally, mm-hmm. they don't have a happy photo. You can go to their Facebook account if you're friends with them, and you can scroll through 250 photos, and not a one of them is happy. Mm-hmm. Or yep. if yeah. it's mm-hmm. if it's their boyfriend or their mother that they're telling you is a problem in their life, you say, well, send me a photo. And these people's photos, and I'm not just talking about bad genetics or, you know, getting older and looking droopy. I'm talking about these people look angry. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. and upset and complaining and aggrieved, and this goes back a little bit to that earlier show we did on psychometry. So 
yeah. little footnote here. Go back and listen to the show on psychometry on how to read photos because if your client is sending you photos of themselves always unhappy, you might want to consider whether you want that client to be your client. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. dropping that mm-hmm. there. And, and no, you're it. absolutely right. And not only missed- not only is like every photo unhappy, but when you they send mm-hmm. a photo, every one of it's associated with a dreadful memory. Oh, this is the time I got in a fight mm-hmm. with my boyfriend, mm-hmm. and this is the time mm-hmm. when we, where I, you know I just oh, yeah. lost my cat. And you're just like, oh my mm-hmm. god, you've cataloged all your bad memories. You've yeah. created a, a digital filing system of all wow. the horrible shit that has happened in your life. So you, you'll see that come through the photos. You're so right there. So right. Yeah. You know, uh, there's something a, else that oh, you can, we can use, Miss Kat. There's something else that we can use other than the photo. If, if the photos are too uh, sad or, you know, or angry looking, how about a handwritten happy moment? Have them jot down, because we're using the photo as a tag lock, right? Mm. So have mm-hmm. them jot down a, something that they like in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, something, a happy mm-hmm. moment in their life, and use that handwritten uh, note to represent the individual for the cleansing. That's, for a, cleansing. that's good. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Um, you know, there's something, you know, we've all been noticing about Facebook lately, how Facebook is becoming darker and darker and more and more negative. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's spinning out of control. It's kind of like uh, like the climate, you know. Um, this is what's called the behavioral sink for all of those who need to know that word. Um, a behavioral sink is a place where people end up accumulating and sort of going down the drain together. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, Facebook has become a behavioral sink. And it, once that happens, I've never seen them reverse. There's no way they reverse. So just a note, um, if Facebook is making you sad, stay away from Facebook. You might have to right. find other places to hang out. Um, mm-hmm. You can always come over to the Lucky Mojo Forum. Um uh, Miss Athena, who's in the chat here, is uh, our um, wonderful admin, helps. And she and I know that there are many people who come to the Lucky Mojo Forum and they have names, usernames that they sign up like, why do I have to keep going through this? That's their username, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, so sad. And then mm-hmm. we have a yeah. little form letter we send them saying, please don't use a username like that. Your username is your affirmation. And no, <laughs> we're not even going to give you a free spell, baby. you got to get a better name first. Mm-hmm. So sometimes well, talking to people directly helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is, a, this is a really good point, too, is if you have a toxic person, you can do something about it. If the person, like, let's say you don't want to remove that person, you can filter, you can protect, you can work on them directly. But if you're mm-hmm. in a toxic group, that is an entirely different experience because the group feeds itself. The toxicity feeds on itself and it spirals and it becomes worse and worse. The case of Facebook is a perfect example of this. But that also, uh, you know, can be transferred to places like work environment. Right mm-hmm. or social situations. In those instances, what you can do is limited. You're better off removing yourself from the situation entirely. You can still protect yourself. You can still do work to filter yourself to make a toxic work environment a little bit better to deal with the kind of negative uh, figures and whatnot. But in general, the more people that are involved, the more that feeds into it. It's like creating its own monster. 
And that monster takes a life of its own. It feeds onto itself. It becomes alive. It becomes sentient. It's a parasite. It's a spiritual parasite that needs more and more, almost like a virus of its own kind. In those instances, I always recommend the best course of action is to remove yourself because you are going to spend the rest of your time there declaring war and doing battle, and that Mm -hmm. is just exhausting. It is. It it is definitely. Yeah. But in a in a limited group like the Lucky Mojo Forum, we patrol the perimeter instead. And that's you know yeah. we basically tell them change your name, nomenest omen, yeah. change right. your name. Yeah. You can't post here with a negative name, and that helps. Get, those people basically then, they remove that's themselves exactly because the they're in the minority. Why? It's it's yeah. once a group goes majority negative, you, exactly. it's very hard to reclaim it. Now I want to talk about something else, which is um, removing toxic energy that is in a place. So let me give you a couple of examples. A, a place where someone uh, lived for a while under very unfortunate circumstances, possibly drug addiction, um, fatal terminal disease that lasted a long time, um, lost energy, couldn't clean, and now the house is for sale. And the house has been cleaned by professional cleaners, and you walk in and you go, oh, my God, something bad happened here. You can feel it. You can feel it, yeah. Those places Mm -hmm. like that are not often physically as dirty as they are mentally or spiritually dirty. And they are toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, in America, there's a trope we hear often about, my house must have been built on a, an Indian gravesite, meaning a place where Native Americans were buried or massacred. And mm-hmm. in fact, it's um, mentioned so often, especially in the southeast, where there were a lot of these small skirmishes where a lot of Native Americans were killed, slaughtered, rounded up and killed. And also where there were areas where um, African-American um, Slaves, either in rebellion mm-hmm. or escaping, or even after emancipation, where black people were targeted, those places have a very toxic vibe, and um, it can be described as a call for justice, but it also can be described as a place where dark thoughts come to you. Um, mm-hmm. Another place is where someone committed suicide, and those mm-hmm. kinds of um places, um, when you want to clean them at the waning of the moon, water or a water-based cleanser is usually the best to wash away. If you have some tears that you can shed for the victims of these negative um, events that have caused these places to become toxic, Take your tears, just one tear, two tears, whatever you can put, put that in the wash water and say, I, I'm crying for you too. I hear your pain. I feel your pain. I'm now washing it clean. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so Miss um, Athena talks about feng shui, the negative energy of a property that can be physically felt and draw you in or repel you. And um, as I understand feng shui, and I'm not an expert like Miss Athena, who we ought to have on here on the show talking about it, um, the negative energy is sometimes called sha or arrows. And there are houses that are built wrong, in the wrong place, with just bad energy. Built on a graveyard, same thing. Built at a T intersection so that the energy comes right down the T and right into the house. Those places mm. need help because they will have negative energy around them. And, um, mm. you know, so. The idea of um, washing and cleansing, I recommend Chinese wash always. Mm -hmm. It's the go-to. 
There are other things. I wanted to post here the uh, recipe for moo tea. Now, I had mentioned moo tea in an mm-hmm. earlier radio show, and I went and I got a recipe for it because in the forum, somebody um, was mentioning about psychometry and how I mentioned moo tea and stuff. And so I looked it up, and uh, Shiva is going to post, I hope, the recipe for moo tea. So moo tea is a Japanese formula. You, it's of, from Asian traditional medicine, like Chinese traditional medicine, only it's Japanese. And um, it is for um, taking what's called negative yin, as opposed to positive yin, and transmuting it. So it's considered somewhat of a yang or uplifting formula. It is a, a recipe that contains 16 herbal ingredients, and you can drink it. You can buy it online. You don't have to make it yourself. Please, you know, it's too complicated, and it contains a whole lot of um, Asian herbs. However, believe me, this stuff works. It really works. So um, mu means both emptiness and unique. So it's a unique tea. And it was developed by a guy named George Osawa, and the inventor of macrobiotics. This tea can be used as a bath wash as well as to drink. And I am, you know, I'm, I'm all hoodoo, but I'm telling you, I found out about moo tea back in the 1960s, and my life has not been the same. I think this stuff is amazing. And those of you who are into hoodoo will recognize some things. Peony root, um, cinnamon, licorice, ginseng, ginger, orange rind. There's a bunch of cloves. Those will be mm. things that we'll recognize. Even coptus, which is gold thread, has an analog in the U.S. which is called golden seal. So, But there yeah. are some things in here that are more um, Asian. Um, for instance, Japanese parsley root, mitsuba, which is related to parsley or parsnips or cilantro. It's just one of the things in that family. Um, and um, there's another one called Attractylodes, which is a Asian plant that's in the sunflower, daisy, aster family. We use things like that in hoodoo, too, like calendula, for instance, and um, chamomile and things like that. So this is, there's, if you look at it from the standpoint of it's not, it's Asian, but they, there are analog plants. I think you'd find this very useful. Um, and I really recommend moo tea for washing and cleansing a place, but particularly for drinking. And if you want to have some caffeine, because it is caffeine-free, you should, I prefer it with green tea to black tea. Because of the herbal nature of it, green tea is more herbal than black tea. So that's my recommendation. And, um, uh, yeah, and Miss Athena says, yes, I posted this in the forum a couple of days ago in response to someone who asked how to stave off energetic burnout. And that was exactly it. Okay? Mm-hmm. I want to mention something else here. Uh, when you are, when you finally decide that uh, it's time to get rid of that person, uh, a really mm-hmm. strong tool is, is knives and scissors, something to consider in terms of cutting. One of the old uh, techniques that we found is quite literally cutting the air uh, around a person to break those parasitic connections. Um, and mm-hmm. this was adopted, if I'm not mistaken, I think Northern California first. Oakland might have been one of the first places where we really see that. But you also see it down south. 
Um, I knew a Mississippi mm-hmm. uh, conjure person who swore by this. She had a butcher knife. Uh, and when people would come to her, uh, she did all the regular cleansing baths. She did all the other traditional works, but she also had a butcher knife that she would around the person in the air, mm-hmm. not the person themselves, and you were cutting away the negative connection. Mm-hmm. This is a really powerful way. Yes. It's not only symbolic, but it's an act of saying, I'm done. This per- I'm cutting this person out of my life. Right. I'm also cutting any mm-hmm. connection they have to me at all. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, this is a very old form of working, um, to use a knife um, to cut. And you don't, again, you don't cut the person. There's no blood drawn. <laughs> yes. You don't even scrape right, the person's right. skin. <laughs> just just got to no, make that clear because a lot of people yes, hear these things totally and they go, well, what were you talking about? No cutting of people. Um, it's cutting the air. Cutting the air right. is what it is. And um, I've had it done for me and my um, my hair was held up and the cutting was made as if they were going to cut my hair, but they didn't. I mean, it was just like around oh, yeah. my hair. Um, I guess on the principle that your hair is a tendril whereby you can receive mm. energy. It's a, like a telepathic tendril. And so cutting the ends of my hair was part of the thing. And I've seen mm. it um, uh, also done uh, by people for themselves, cutting, mm-hmm. taking a, a knife mm. and just cutting around themselves to cut off the negative energy. It's a very powerful. Yeah. Um, and... Um, uh, Jeremy mentions that it also can be done with scissors as a ritual with a ball of fuzzy yarn. Okay, um, And um, uh, someone here recommends, I think it's Shiva, recommends a consecrated or anointed knife, and that mm-hmm. also yes. is um, a, a good way to do it. Um, a letter opener will also work. And um, yep. I knew a guy, um, passed on a while now, whose uh, grandfather in Vietnam was a Vietnamese shaman, root doctor. And he had a special stick that was like a walking stick, but it was sharpened like a knife. But on, uh, you know, but then it was also like a walking stick. I can't explain it, but there you go. And so that was used to, um, like a pointer, and it was wood and it was not made of metal. And uh, there's, so there's many ways that that spell can be done, and it seems to exist in many places around yeah. the world. Yeah, we've recommended Ms. Chad, let's not forget about the, um, the moving candle spell. The moving candle spell is where we put the scissors in the middle once we move mm-hmm. the toxic uh, situation, a person or whatever it is, away when we want to cut it clear. You know, those are some of the favorites, the moving candle spells. Yes. And uh, seeing yes. those scissors in between so that it can't come back. That's right. The three-person or four-person moving candle spell in which a knife with a blade toward the intruder or toxic person or an open pair of scissors with the blades toward the toxic or intrusive person, and then walking them away. That's a very old spell used commonly to get somebody out of a situation, typically without harming them, although you could do it a spell to harm. Um, And Tony I mentions open scissors under the bed, sends negative energy back. That's true. It cuts it off, especially if you put those open scissors or a, a knife or a machete or whatever you're going to use on Psalms 91 in an open Bible. Um, yep, yep. And um, 
And Tony I says it's Italian folk magic. That's right. It is Italian folk magic. <laughs> and uh, it's mm-hmm. also found in other parts of Europe, too. Um, the, and Psalms 91 is the most common psalm that the Bible would be open to with that uh, scissors. Also, some people will use a sifter or sieve. This would not be a yeah. the kind of flour sifter you have in your kitchen, but one of those open, flat grain sieves, sometimes called a riddle or rattle, and um, you would put the scissors or the knife in the sifter um, under the bed, and the idea mm-hmm. there is any negativity that comes in, the negative person, the witch, the, the um, you know, the haunt, the, the haunting mm-hmm. person, or whatever it might be, has to go through all those little holes and can't, gets lost in counting all those yep. holes. And, yep, um, yep, yep. and Tony I says you can also use a broom. That's correct, a broom, mm-hmm. same thing. Um, and there are many ways uh, to get rid of those people. I'm going to put up one more, which is out of feng shui. I like to use those mirrors, those feng shui mirrors. They come in concave. Remember, a cave is hollow, so they have a, sort of a mirror that's sort of hollowed out, or convex. And um, convex are the ones that are bulgy. And people will often put those up to uh, drive away uh, negative energy. And um, they can be used in your um, hallway. In the olden days, there were a lot of people who had portraits or mirrors with a convex glass over them in the uh, foyer when you enter into the building before you get to the living room. And you always say, why is that kind of that glass crystal is rounded outwards? And um, that's why. And it will repel. I want to just mention real quickly here that uh, like scissors uh, under the bed, a knife in the uh, front of your house is also a, a pretty common one. And it's related mm-hmm. to the sword of St. Michael traditionally. comes out of Italian folk magic as well. We've recommended it on the show a few times. But stabbing a knife with the blade outward in your driveway or up your walkway in the planters mm-hmm. or whatnot is another mm-hmm. way of cutting that energy and keeping it away from your home. Yes. Yes. Um, and that is uh, stabbed into the ground around your house. Yes. And, of course, I would be remiss not to mention at that point, like I always do, devil shoestring, which is a more folkloric yes. way of doing that, too. Um, yes. Nine or pieces of devil shoestrings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so devil shoestrings will also protect from that sort of stuff. Now, um, we're just about um, coming up at the end of this. So I know we've covered a lot of ground here. Now, again, talking about the waning moon, I want to make sure that people understand that if you do this work at the waning moon, you have about 14 days. From when the moon is full, you're going to count, actually it's less, because you're going to count a day or two after the full moon when you start to see it wane, and you're going to try to end as it goes dark. Um, And that is, so it's 14 days Theoretically, but you're only going to really see maybe 12 of them. So two weeks, it's a two-week spell. You can work by the calendar, by your eyesight, um, by an astrological chart. Two-week spells. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Lady Muse. Let's take our client for a reading. Jeremy? Well, the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with your hosts, Miss Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali. And this week's special guest, Lady Muse of House and Self-Empowerment, 
We'll be right back. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phone and talk with our first client, who's going to be Callie Mojo Girl from area code 916. Callie Mojo Girl, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Miss, Miss Callie Mojo Girl writes in that yesterday she just came back from a week-long visit with a couple of friends and their five-year-old. Their relationship is very toxic, and it's affecting the child. They're both in therapy, separately and together. Is there any spell work I could do to help them with the energetic boxing gloves, to put the energetic boxing gloves down and help them heal? All right. What a great question, Kali Mojo Girl. So this is not a divination. This is a root work consultation. So I think that all three of us are going to get in on this with root work since we know that Kali Mojo Girl is a practitioner, mm-hmm. uh, knows her stuff. Is that right, honey? <laughs> yes, somewhat. But if, if somebody wanted to do a divination, that would be great. Maybe there's some kind of underlying thing that, you know, well, let me ask. Let me ask you. Just, a, I'll ask you just a few questions. Um, how old is this couple? Twenties, thirties, forties, fifties? Mid thirties. Mid thirties. And how old is the child? Five. Five. Mm, that's not good. All right. Um, all right. Well, I don't feel moved to do a divination because I trust you. Because you, you've been a. Um, you know, in the chat of this show for such a long time. I know you know your stuff, and you wouldn't have asked the question without that. So I'm not going to do a divination except for one thing, and that one thing I'm going to do is pull one card to ask, what form should my spell take? So this kind of a, a divination is where I'm going to use the suits or the images on the card to give me an idea for a spell, okay? And, oh, my, I got the eight of wands. That's a multiple part candle spell, right? Wands is fire, eight of them. This actually reminds me very much of a spell I was planning to demonstrate at that um, at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival workshop. It's called um, an octave. It's eight candles, <laughs> as taught by Mikhail Strabo. Wow, that was mind blowing. Okay, so this would be a spell that I would recommend where you would, um, many people think in terms of a novena, nine candles, which is Catholic, some like the number seven, some like one candle, some like eight. This is an eight-candle spell, but you can repeat it as many times as you wish. So I would prepare eight candles. These would be freestanding candles, not glass-encased candles. And I would... um, recommend that you are going to use a blend of oils on this. And the blend I would recommend would be for them. Um, Oh, I guess, you know, you could blend up peaceful home oil with um, 
maybe money house blessing if money is one of their problems. If money is not a problem, you can leave that one out, but it often is a problem. Um, you could just put in regular blessing oil. Healing is another good one. And I'm going to have to ask, do they have a religion that you know of? Modern non-denominational Christian? Okay. Well, I'm going to mention this. If they were Catholic, I would recommend Holy Family Oil. If they were Hindu, I would recommend um, Shiva Shakti. In other words, something like that. If you, if they are really secular, are they married or are they just living together? Ah, that's part of the problem. They're just living together. Okay. And that they have a five-year-old child. All right. I would add marriage oil. Marriage oil. Because that's what's going to bring them together. If they don't, if they've, it, 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 this is a rough case now because they're not married and have a five-year-old child. That's not good. That shows that they, in their hearts, they've doubted all along. Right? You understand what I'm saying? So I would dress, uh, I would mix those oils together, and I would dress those candles. Now, the way I like to prepare such a candle, I might inscribe it with their names. Um, one person, the other person, and then the child is sort of going around in spirals like a barber pole. Um, and between their names, I would have you know words like you know love, respect, harmony, whatever it might be, just positive, affirmative words. Then I would um, I would wrap those uh, candles up. Now, one of the ways in the old spiritualist church movement, you would wrap them up for use. Uh, and put them in a drawer. You could take a prayer cloth, and that could be nothing uh, much more than, a, a, say, a, a white handkerchief. And you would put on it some a holy oil or blessing oil. And um, then you would um, wrap those candles up, just roll them up in that and put them away so, you, so that they're already prepared. You don't have to uh, every day do a long preparation, but they are set aside and, and sanctified for that particular use. Now I would get a um, a photo of them or a photo of the Holy Family, the Catholic Holy Family, a photo of, um, you know, Shiva Parvati and, uh, you know, little elephant boy, you know, Ganesha, and, and, and you know, whatever, you, whatever it is going to be, some family-type picture. Um, and if there is a... See, I, the reason I asked if they were married, I would have used a wedding picture if they had one, but they never sanctified it with a wedding. So you might want to get a picture of them and then put some wedding-type things around it, you know, some white silk flowers, as if you had been to their wedding. You get where I'm going with this? And um, then you're going to be burning these candles. Now, what color candle? I would say, um, since we're going to aim for healing and and happiness, uh, you could use white for a marriage or pink for rekindling romance. You don't want to use red. You're not going to involve the child in their sexuality, for instance. But white would be perfectly good. Um, There are other um, religious viewpoints on this. And, of course, you know, depending on what your religion might be, you might find a mother goddess in any religion. But I'm, I'm right now just trying to go with the idea of a holy family. So you're going to light these candles one every day for eight days. And you want to do this while the moon is um, waxing and 
growing. And, um, and uh, call your prayers for their health and healing. Okay? I'm going to turn this over to Lady Muse. Well, all right. Well, hello, Callie Mojo. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Nice and cool under my air conditioning. Well, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, I really wanted to focus on the baby. You you know I'm a, I am love the kids now. You know, don't mess with the kids. You know, lady, you get upset when you mess with the kids. So um, you said the baby was five, right? Did I hear yes. you right? Okay. So yes. I wanted to um, suggest a spray. Okay, that we that we can focus on, you know, keeping the the baby uh, uh, calm and getting rid of that negative energy. So um, you can use, and, and I'm pretty sure you know how to mix all this together. But we want to do the lavender, we want to do the angelica root, rosemary, frankincense, and mother's wort. Okay, you want to add a bit of okay. Florida water. Am I going too fast? No, I I got it. No. Okay, good. A bit of Florida water, but you want to make um, the spray in spring water, okay? That, that's what you want to use, the spring water. Just add just a tiny drop of Florida water. Now, you want to keep the fragrance more lavender. So you can also, I know oil and water don't really mix, but you can also enhance that lavender smell if you just put a couple of drops in the bottle of, as well of the um, essential oil. Okay, and then that can be used okay. to spray in the child's room. I, I, I know you probably, uh, probably, you might even be this baby's godparent or something like that. I know you re- you're really close to the baby, so you should be able to get close to the child. So if you want to spray it in their room, you know, around them, you, you know, on their clothes and stuff like that, things that they're touching. Maybe if they have a teddy bear, that would be good because it will help them sleep, you know, so all that negative energy is not infecting them and, 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 and getting into, infiltrating into their dreams, his or her dreams, okay? So, again, that's lavender, yeah. angelica root, rosemary, frankincense and mother's wort, okay? A bit of Florida water in the spring okay. water. All right. Conjure Man, you're okay. up with that. That was fantastic. <laughs> um, so Thank I'm, you, I'm gonna give you I'm going to give you some work uh, once you that, – that's going to be a little bit more contact-oriented. I think Kat covered the long-distance work quite beautifully uh, w- with the candle. That's what you can do at home with the candle work you could do at home. And I think Lady Muse gave you some fantastic work for the child. I'm going to focus a little bit on the environment. So once you get a chance to visit them again, um, try to get a little bit of hair for all three. So this is the final part of the work. See this in stages. Start with Ms. Katz's work, leading you, then with me. Get a little bit of hair for each from each one of this person, each one of these people. You could go to their bathroom, excuse yourself, and easily find hair there. Uh, just enough so that you can sort of braid this together when you get back home. Uh, if the hair is okay. short, you can use white string to tie it all together. But do this while you are reciting Psalm 45 to bring peace between a couple. Take this tied up hair of all three of theirs, the, both partners and the child, so that they are bound together. Put this into a bottle with holy oil, marriage oil, and peaceful home oil. Shake this up and pray over it for about 30 days. 30 days, recite Psalm 45 over it, pray over it. You are then going to try to see, you're going to sneak this oil into some gift that you're going to give to them. 
This can be your friend's favorite perfume that you add a couple drops of this oil in. This can be some bath products uh, that you add a couple drops of this into. You can even make uh, some uh, bath salts. You can order some Peaceful Home. You can get the exact same combo. Get it, mix it with some Epsom salts, add a couple more drops of this oil, put it in a nice pretty bag, and gift it to them. You want to, in some way, shape, or form, get the oil back to them so that they will use it. So this is where you're going to have to stretch those muscles for sneaky tricks. Worse comes to worse, you can <laughs> sprinkle the oil when you get there. Let's say you go back, you can sprinkle okay. it very carefully around the house and the carpet. Keep the rest of it on an altar that you will light candles on, that you will pray over, that you will keep. This, so long as the oil remains in your possession, you have some link to them and you can influence them. Let's say you find out that they're fighting, right, and it affects them. You go and you pray over that oil right then and there. You hold it in your hand. You pray over it. It gives you a direct link to them. But you have to establish that link by making sure some of that oil goes back to them. So see this as a sort of three-part working, this multi-part as Ms. Cat saw in her Eight of Wands. You start off the long-distance working to kind of address it right off the bat, what you can do right now with the candles, okay? Then make sure that you ensure okay. peace and serenity for the child because the child's mental and emotional well-being is super important here, and it's stuff that they will carry for the rest of their lives. And then you're going to finalize the work with this oil, which will bind them together as a family. I want to give some advice here as well in regards to the fact that they aren't married and they have the child. There's nothing wrong with that. People come from all sorts of different yeah. families and whatnot. But the fact that they are fighting, that's a problem. If they're fighting and it's affecting the child and they're not married, as Kat rightly pointed out, that is an indication that there's a part of them that already recognizes the doubt, recognizes there's a reservation there. So when you do this work, don't expect that you're going to suddenly get them to fall in love madly and get married tomorrow. What you're aiming for is serenity. What you're aiming for is these two people growing up and learning to, at the very least, co-parent, right? Right. So you yes, may right. not get tomorrow. You're not going to get them tomorrow to be like, oh, romantic wedding. We're going to. It's all good. But what you can do is make them accept that they're a family. Maybe not a traditional family, whatever that means. Maybe not what a family looks like in other people's eyes, but they're a family in their own eyes. And they start to put each other first and the needs of their child first. So that should be your intention going into the work, and that should be the intention that you work with this oil. Use this oil for a variety of sneaky tricks and try to introduce it into the, their house as, in any way, shape, or form that you can. You can even do it through multiple products. And then another way that you can do it is you can gift a sort of a family photo. Let's say mm -hmm. uh, yeah. you, you take a picture of, the, uh, of them together, uh, a very cute family photo. You can use the oil to lightly dress the picture frame, very lightly. You don't want it to be so greasy, but like, what the hell is this, right? But just lightly mm -hmm. uh, oil the yeah. picture frame. Uh, this works better, in my opinion, on wood than it does those plastic frames. They just, you can feel it. On wood, it just looks like a pretty varnish. And you can give mm -hmm. that to them so that they uh -huh. can keep it in the home, and that's a really strong way to influence them. So this is my recommendation here. Uh, I think we still have some time to shoot a couple yeah, more. Yeah, I, I got a question. I've been holding my tongue. You mentioned the oil, and I heard Peaceful Home, but there was something else. Yes. Yes. So the oil is a mixture of holy oil 
marriage oil, oil and peaceful home oil. The three are going to be really good here. Okay, now I missed holy the oil. Hold it. Start again. Holy oil, peaceful home, and marriage oil. Marriage oil. Okay. All righty. Okay. Thanks. Um, and so I'm just uh, typing. Here. I had a question. Um, I'm gonna. I want to throw in one more oil. Okay, just one more oil because you okay. mentioned Psalms 45, oil of gladness. So mm, oil. Yes. Of, Oil of gladness is made according to a recipe that is in Psalms 45. So, just saying, that's another one that you could add. Okay. Okay. That's a nice she tie. She had a question. She had a yeah, question. Yeah, I was going to ask. Had a question. I was. Yes, I was going to ask Miss Cat. Um, after burning the eight freestanding candles, what uh, what should be done with the wax? How should it be? Oh. I would, if if it were me, I would probably try to carry it to their place. But if you can't, you can't. Um, you can, if you have a happy marriage, if you feel like you're confident, I would bury it in my own backyard because it just adds to your, you know, work. Um, it's done with a good intention. I would not take such a wax to the graveyard. I would not take such wax to the crossroads. I would not throw it in a river. Um, it's it's something that you want to continue to have kind of percolating around. Um, you can uh, tie it up in that white handkerchief that you had stored the candles in. Okay? Um, yeah. Good question. But if you can get it to their place, so much the better, you know. Ask to go down into their sub... Ask to go down into their sub-sub-basement. Say, I'm making a survey of all the sub-sub-basements where you live, and you go down into their basement, and you hide it in the rafters under their bedroom. Sneaky, 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 sneaky. <laughs> yes. If you could. That Thank would be you. my ideal place, ideal place to put it. Okay. Um, all right. Well, um Looks like we have um, kind of given you some good ideas. Oh, and a California sister says, place it in a potted plant and give it to them. Thank you, California sister. Yeah, that was that's a great. That's a good one. That's a yes, good one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one, and I didn't think of it. Place it in a potted plant and give the plant to them. That will work very nicely. Um, and that way, yes. if they water and tend the plant and you go to visit them, you'll see how that plant goes, so goes the relationship. And if that mm-hmm. plant is left to wither and die, then just try to save the child because that relationship will wither and die. I also wanted to add yeah, one other thing yeah. about the hair. If you cannot braid people's hair because it's too short or whatever, you can just embed it in um, a little lump of wax. It's okay. You just want to get something that holds them together. If I embed it in a little ball, a tiny little lump of wax, I'll wrap it around with string to make like a little wound-up ball, like a jack ball. Not big, just a little ball. But somehow you want to tie. You want to use the idea of tying, knotting, tying that hair together or braiding it together. just depends on what hairstyle they have and uh, and so forth. Miss Ketch, you know what? We can do an aloe vera plant. Yes. Oh, an aloe vera plant yes. that would be to heal them. And that would be lovely. Exactly. And another Love one that's used here, ferns. Ferns are very popular for this, but people don't keep ferns anymore. A potted palm is nice. All right. Mm. Um, now let's see what's coming up next. I believe it will be our network schedule announcement featuring the dulcet electronic tones of 
Nagashiva Ironwood. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with Lady News of HouseSelfEmpowerment.com in Victorville, California. Take it away, Lady News. Well, all right. We are removing toxic energy during the waning moon cycle. This is a ritual that is done over a period of four days, and it's ending on the dark of the moon. So what you can do is go to the dark of the moon and then count backwards four days, and that will let you know which day you want to start. All right. Hope everybody got their pads, the pencils, the iPads, or whatever you're writing with. Here we go. <laughs> Items needed. Lemongrass, lemon balm, lemon verbena. Yes, we're going to use the three lemons. Hyssop, black walnut herb. Okay, not the powder. You want to get the herb. A black hen feather, bamboo cord. Okay, why bamboo? It's because one of the properties of bamboo, it can break hexes, okay? We're going to use one white visual candle, and we're going to get some Lucky Mojo Cut and Clear Oil. We're going to need a piece of foil or fireproof container, uh, such as a small handle handheld cauldron or an incense sprayer. And then we're going to get some Lucky Mojo Fiery Wall of Protection incense. Here are the instructions. First, you're going to measure your wrist with bamboo cord and cut it a bit extra so it will not fit too tight around your wrist. You're going to tie a knot in the cord and name each knot to represent each wave of toxic energy of whatever or whomever. So every piece of toxic energy that's coming your way that you know of, you're going to make a knot for that specific energy, okay? So you may need two knots or three, okay? Number two, create a tea out of the herbal mixture that we talked about by simmering in, in waning uh, waning moon rainwater. So hopefully you're able to catch some waning moon rainwater or find someone who has it. Rainwater that was captured during a waning moon cycle. Or you can use spring water for this. Number three, soak the knotted bamboo cord in a cup of the tea overnight. Okay, that's the first night. All right? Number four, after the cord dries, Wear it on your left wrist for three days, allowing it to soak up the toxic energy. Note, the left hand is on the same side of the body as the heart in which circulates your blood throughout your body. So all that uh, toxic energy that was circulating, we want to have it on the left wrist so it can soak up, okay? Number five, on the night of the dark moon, write your petition 
giving thanks for deliverance of the toxic energy. Dress with the cut and clear oil, your petition. Fold the petition away from you. When we're getting rid of things, we fold the petitions away. Turn it counterclockwise and fold it away again so that it will fit under your white visual candle, okay? You can use a tea light if you, if you have to, all right? Number six, use a pinch of the herb and a small drop of the cut and clear oil to dress your candle and light it, all right? Number seven, create a spiritual bath using the, some of the mixtures, the herbal mixtures that we talked about above, and pour the remaining tea into the bath. Number eight, undress and take a pinch of the herbal mixture and burn it on a charcoal. You're going to use it, you're going to wave it over your body, okay? Use the black hen feather to wave the smoke over your body as you dust away toxic energy from your body, and you're going to start from the top to the bottom, okay, from head to toe. As you recite, maybe use one and three, I release myself from toxic people and situations. My body, my mind, and my spirit is free and will remain free from this day forward. And then you're going to cut that toxic bracelet off of your wrist and let it sit on a piece of foil or in the fireproof container because you're going to burn this outside after your bath. All right? Number 10, get in the water and submerge as much as possible as you meditate on Psalms 51 and 7. Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. After your bath, number 11, smoke your body with fiery water protection incense as you air dry and visualize your protection shield surrounding you and command your guardian angels to stay encamped around you, okay? Number 12, get dressed and take the bracelet outside and burn it. As it burns to ash, recite Philippians 3:13 and 14, forgetting those things which are behind me and moving forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Number 13, blow the ashes to the four winds, and you're going to go counterclockwise this time. That's north, west, south, and east, and give thanks for deliverance. Ms. Cat? Wow. Okay. Um, that is amazing. That is really, really a fabulous spell, a thorough working. I'm going to just mention one thing that it reminds me of, because there's going to be people, there always are people, going to go, well, could that really be an old spell? Is it something that just was created? It's, it's older than you think. And if mm-hmm. you go back to the book Black and White Magic of Marie Laveau, which was material collected by Zora Neale Hurston, and uh, published back in 1931, and then, you know, updated by various people. There's a spell that also involves putting knots, measuring the length of your body, putting knots Mm -hmm. in, in that thread, and then burning it and making sure you burn all the knots. Same kind of a spell going back... Um, probably a, a hundred years. She collected that material in, in uh, New Orleans in 1925, 26. 
So there you go. It's a very old type of working. Thank you, Lady Muse, for reviving that kind of work and bring it to us now. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Wow. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful work. And I hope we'll we'll have that, of course, in the chat log. So if you missed any part of it, it's all printed out there. Um, So, uh, wow. I hear our music playing. So we're going to turn this over to Jeremy, and instead of having him do the usual, first he's going to announce our next week's show. Then he's going to talk about what's going on with the festival, in particular the news that all of the festival workshop boxes are gone, but there are still tickets available. So let's turn this over to Jeremy. Ah, that's exactly right. Thank you. Thank you to Pat, Consumer, and Molly. And thank you, Lady Muse of houseofselfempowerment.com in Victorville, California, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers will be Miss Michael from Voodoo Foundry in Willits, California, bringing us the topic of doll babies dominate and hurt. As far as the Hoodoo Heritage Festival is uh, concerned in the news, you're right. Unfortunately, we are all out of workshop boxes, but the what is available is 15 hours of teaching in folk magic, voodoo, conjure, and root work. Uh, we'll still be getting together, and uh, those tickets are available. It's uh, it's been really uh, amazing that uh, the uh, response. We've been absolutely overwhelmed and overjoyed and unprepared for the number of of people who have wanted to come. So we're very very blessed. There's going to be a lot of great information shared and uh, a lot of great secrets. So I'm looking forward to to seeing every one of you. Well, thank you, Jeremy. And all of us are going to be on that festival program. Jeremy, Conjurement Ali, Lady Muse, and myself will all be presenting workshops, plus Tony I, who's in the chat, and uh, Miss Athena, who's in the chat. So if you know us and love us, come out and see us. Um, We have a lot to see, show, and tell about hoodoo, root work, and conjure. All right. Thing, uh, thing uh, that uh, we're going to be doing is. We well, gotta say every- good night. Gotta say good night. Uh, the music's over. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> good night, all. Bye.